I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 8, Cross From Me. I have Preston. What is up? And to my left, I have what some may call Pillars of Downtown Fresno, but that can be up for you guys to decide. The owners of Root General, Kirk and Cassie. What's up, guys? So, some of you may know who they are, some of you may know their store, but the goal of this episode is, one, for you to understand that that store exists, two, get you to go to that store, and three, understand where it came from, what it is, what these guys are about, and then just maybe let's talk about life, too. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, honestly, I just want to get into it. If you guys meet somebody in town and... You're just having a conversation. You find out what they do. They ask you, what do you guys do for a living? And you explain to them what you do and what your story is. What do you, what do you tell them? What's your go-to? How do you describe what you're a part of? You want me to take this I'll one? Take it. All right. So I guess the best way we describe our shop is as being a general store, a.k.a. like a lifestyle store, um, which that's the best way to categorize our shop, in our opinion, is because we sell a little bit of everything, um, from clothing to skincare, books, cards, home goods. Um, <clears throat> and it's sort of a, uh, a model, I guess, that's become popular in the past you know, couple years mm-hmm. in other big cities. And um, it was kind of a type of a store that we became familiar with living in L.A. So, um, yes, yeah, so we own a little shop in downtown. We focus on carrying artisan handmade goods, um, and then, yeah, we do workshops and printing and design. Carry. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I, um, and, and I think another thing that we always said in our, well, we wrote a business plan, but a term that we use a lot was a creative hub because a lot of the stuff we do carry is, is handmade by, if not local and small, independent companies, mm-hmm. um, which are who we bring in to teach workshops. Um, so that was a term I think we threw around a lot, just like a creative hub. Um, we do screen printing out there, so just... People like come be influence, influence us, and teach and learn and um, kind of just hang. So, are you guys from the area or are you from LA? From here. Okay, you're from here. Yeah. Okay. We so, both went to high school here. Got it. Okay. Boomerangs. So, yeah, that, that's a term. That's, right. that's a real boomerangs. term. Yes. We are technically boomerangs, but this is my third time around, I guess. Oh, really? So, you're a fu- fully functional boomerang that works really yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know what that's yeah. called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So, what got you guys out of town first and then? What got you coming back? Because most people, and I'm sure it frustrates you guys like it frustrates me. It's the whole like, oh, I want to get out of Fresno. Yeah. People beat it down like it's something that's not great. Oh, yeah. And so you guys came back. Obviously, you see the light. Yeah. What What was the story behind that? I think we both left after high school. So we went to high school together. Um, I think we did a year at City here and then both went south for college. And then we're down there for about 15 years. And I think the more and more we were just coming back to visit friends and family, uh, we were spending more time in downtown and just saw the the potential of it and just the beauty of it. And we saw downtown L.A., Long Beach, like many cities down there yeah. go through the revitalization, you know, in the past 15 years. So, um, yeah, we believe that Fresno, you know, is coming around. It's, it's Fresno's turn, I guess. So, so Yeah, we felt like it was we were kind of ready to make a move. And I feel like. Yeah, once we started to see that there was a little bit of a buzz and there were some cool things happening, 
uh, it kind of just inspired us to want to be a part of the start if we were going to eventually end up here um, with like wanting to buy a house and um, yeah. and it you know Fresno is close enough that you can travel to LA or the Bay um, in a day if needed. So for mm-hmm. work for us, that was entirely um, our plan at the beginning was to continue what we were doing for work and to travel back and forth. Um, but once we were really here and we just got super excited and just kind of decided to jump in and yeah, be and a I think part we of it. saw the the need for a store like ours, I guess, because we there's so so many of them. It's not a new concept for anyone, but yeah. uh, it's new for Fresno, I guess. Yeah. So I think our thought process was like, do it before someone else does it. And yeah, yeah. we've never done retail in our lives. We we're both in the fashion industry, but uh, retail is completely new to us. So we we're like, you know, decided to. Give How- a shot. How long, like, did this, you guys have this idea before you guys jumped on and actually did it? Like, was it, like, a couple of years, like, ah, oh, this is a great idea? Like, we're, how long were you guys in limbo? So, basically, I would say we had started throwing around the idea of moving back to Fresno maybe a year and a half, two years before we actually did. Yeah. Um, and even when we did make that trip, when we ended <laughs> up buying a house and moving here 45 days later... Um, there was no intention for us to move here that early. We were looking, just trying to get prices and ideas and move here maybe within a year later. Um, So for us, the idea was, well, when and if we ever move to Fresno, what are we going to do for jobs? Because the jobs that we had living in L.A., Weren't, are not available here to us. Um, so without having to travel for work, which is what the plan was, yeah. it was kind of always like, well, what would we do? And the only thing yeah. we could really ever come up with was, well, we'd open a store because mm-hmm. that's what we had sort of, you know, had a little bit of experience in, not retail necessarily, but design, yeah, visual merchandising. What you guys do in LA? Um, so I did wardrobe styling. So I was a freelance, or I was, and still do do it, but freelance for like 14 years working on photo shoots, basically. Um, So editorial, advertising, um, yeah, and then Kirk. Um, And then I was working on and off with different clothing brands, men's lines, designing men's clothes. Um, I think I worked for an ad agency for a short time. So some sort of design, uh, whether print or, uh, or apparel, so... I mean, coming to it, like you described the store, it's not a new idea, like you said. I, in my eyes, I feel like it's the original idea, the original store. I mean, you guys literally do everything besides medicine. I mean, I can't get a prescription <laughs> filled there, but honestly, yeah. if I did, then I think you'd have it all. <laughs> um, but kind of getting into the fashion thing, it seems like that's where you guys align. I feel like there's certain careers and certain jobs that people don't know the routes for that. So kind of drifting away from root. I mean, you were heavily involved in fashion. What's that pathway like to the point where you realize this is something I like? I want to do it because I feel like a lot of people, specifically something like that one, they think of it, they think I'm good at it, but they don't know, like, oh, I can't make this a career. Or maybe early musicians that musicians that don't realize other routes besides making a band that is successful, they talk themselves out of it, don't mm-hmm. think it's been a career. How does that path go for you? So for me specifically, um, when I decided to go to school, I, back in 2001, when I went to college, dating myself a little bit, but um, <laughs> the only career in fashion that was really sort of public knowledge, I mean, maybe not really, really, but one of the biggest ones was if you wanted to be in fashion, you become a fashion designer. Yeah. Like that was kind of it. 
So that was what I did. I went to school for design, and I thought I wanted to become a fashion designer. At that time, there was no social media. It was barely when reality TV was starting, so probably not even a lot of that. <laughs> but um, So you didn't know that there were jobs like creative directors, um, stylists, like it was this was way before the Rachel Zoe project. Like yeah. I did not know what a stylist was until like a month before I was graduating fashion design school in LA yeah. when I met a stylist, did a workshop, and then I was kind of I don't know, a light bulb went off. It was kind of like this is actually what I'm more interested in. It's not the constructing of clothes from start to finish, it's the putting together of looks. It's um just the clothing in general. Yeah. So from there, that's I basically met a stylist, started assisting her, and I guess the rest is history. That's sort of where I fell into becoming a stylist. Mm-hmm. This is a classic case of who you know. Mm-hmm. No, it's I mean <laughs> definitely. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean being a stylist, yes, like you have to have an eye, like you have to, you know, you have to be good at what you do. But it's also it's I don't think it's really something you can go to school for. I think you have okay. to have yeah you have that's to have a bit of it about. already in yeah. you. It's an but art then, form. Yeah, Yeah. but then you're definitely, you get better, of course, as you grow and your, your, you know, experience and your, I don't know, what am I saying? You get to shop all day. Yeah, you get to shop more, you see more stuff. Your style might change. That's when you know you're meant for it, right? Yeah, that's that's the moment, right? Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. (laughs) It's literally called shop till you drop. I mean, that is what being a stylist is. It's not glamorous at all. So yeah. 2001 to 2018, obviously, just in even our lifetimes, we've seen a drastic change in fashion. <laughs> How do you act? Like, I mean, even if I look at within the sports realm, like draft days, the suits that those guys would wear in the early 2000s, you're like, why were we okay with this visually? It's all because baggy. they're just, yeah, they're gigantic on them. And now I don't trust a man if he's not in a fitted suit. Yeah, exactly, right? That's guy? just immediately, that's your first thought. Um, do you feel like as someone, and this is for both of you, do you have to adjust with the style or you got to stay true to who you are and consistently kind of stick to what you know, what you want to do, what you think is good? Or do you really have to innovate and adjust to that? Like maybe the specific example we brought up is suits. Like if you want to be successful, do you have to only make fitted suits or how does something like that work? This is a realm I have no understanding of. That's and that's why for you. I, I, I feel like I'm a very boring <laughs> dresser. So Whoa. jeans and a t-shirt, I feel like, is always kind of in style. So you look fly right now. That dude. is for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, this PBR is getting to me. <laughs> a drink of choice. Um, I mean, I think the best way I can say that. I mean, Kirk and I talk a lot. So our target market is actually, quite honestly, much younger than we even are um, when you look at statistics, but. With that being said, I there are certain things that Kirk and I do not relate to or we don't personally wear, so you have to keep it within a realm, you know? Yeah. Like, we can bring in some stuff that maybe is going to appeal to the younger market, but I think in general, we keep our style and the stuff that we stock um, pretty even across the board. It appeals to the young. It appeals to a little bit older. Um, we... You know, I think it's very classic. We kind of pride ourselves yeah. on carrying most of what we carry and designing a unisex brand. Um, and the vintage that we bring in, you know, with the exception of maybe, you know, booty shorts, like, mm. or short shorts, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we consider everything unisex because it's, 
you know, it's not really like what it is. It's really just how you wear it. So. Yeah, I feel like most of the stuff we carry or are drawn to are more like staple items, like classic kind of timeless pieces. That okay. Maybe won't go out of style or so quickly. We're not super like on trend, I guess, you know. So we kind of stick to what we like and are drawn to, I guess. Okay. And I know I'm talking heavily on fashion. I just want to reiterate this is not just a strictly clothing <laughs> thing that they do. This is just something I'm trying to get educated on. And so the last like one I want to get into is ed- kind of an education segment on raw denim. Um, my brother and another friend of mine from work are just, they preach it to me like it's just God's gift to this earth and that you wear any other denim and you're just betraying your whole body. I know nothing about And exactly, that's why I want to bring it up because I only know a little bit, but I figured you didn't know much at all. And so I want kind of the world to know why it's something you really truly should invest in rather than your your cheap Levi's. I mean, I think any, like a good suit. I think a a guy should own a nice suit. He should own a nice pair of jeans. I'm not a diehard like many people. I don't have 70 pairs and collect them. I've got a couple (laughs) pairs that I wear every day, but I mean, obviously in Fresno, hence why I have a light pair of pants on right now because... (laughs) Raw denim is just way too hot. Okay, yeah. for summertime in Fresno. So true. Uh, it's just an unwashed denim that's supposed to kind of grow with you or personality. So um, whether you carry a pocket or you know a cell phone in your pocket, wallet, like it'll eventually fade and wear and kind of kind of grow a part of you, I guess, and really shape you and show like your characteristics, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, over time, kind of the wear marks and stuff. So. Um, but no, I mean, there's definitely, you know, diehards that are yeah. all about it. Because so. <laughs> when it was first presented to me, uh, Ilias, my brother, was telling me like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to technically, you know, not wash wear them, them, not wash them, and sit in a bathtub, really get them to, you know, kind of form to your body. And I'm like, what, Wait, is, what? is this guy talking about? Yeah. And so I just want to know if it's valid, if that's a real thing. It is, not. yeah. I mean, I, I'm all about, like, if they're dirty, wash them, you know. Okay, like, all right. But <laughs> it is true, like, the the less you wash them... Um, obviously the less indigo that's coming out of them. So if you wear them more, it's just going to fade better and uh, get fades more characteristically towards your body, I guess, if that makes okay. sense. So. Wait, so you're telling me people get in the bathtub with these jeans on? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Well, because it's... It, I know it's, nothing. It like... I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. It's almost like you customize it to yourself without having to involve a tailor. Yeah, really. It kind of goes back to the old Levi's, like shrink to fit, um, where you're essentially you'd get in a a newer sense, I guess. You'd get in a bathtub, and they would a hot bathtub, and they would shrink to fit your legs and your body shape, I guess. How much does like a raw pair? See, that's what denim jeans. Like, like, like obviously, like if you're a shoe person, like you'll spend a bunch of money on like good pair of shoes, like my friend Ramon here. Uh, like how much for there's opening brands i mean and selvage denim is is all over the place now like the targets of the world forever 20 all the the fast fashion kind of companies have all kind of jumped on that trend so i mean nowadays you could probably find them anywhere from 50 bucks to 500 dollars. you know so That's they're insane. all over the place just gotcha. depending on where the denim's made where and people collect them on. like a I, I think there's definitely people that collect them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my mind, the like, best the best comparison you made it was the shoe with shoes. It's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it shoes is a very good no, comparison. It makes sense. I get it. Yeah, because there's collabs that brands will yes, do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thing. So you got to get those because they're limited and it's a certain weight or 
or something might be exclusive about it. Just like a sneaker. You know? And anyone who's into it understands it the most. And so that's why if it's something I'm not into, I like to kind of get educated on. Yeah. And so. I got educated the other day. I went to Tower Records, and this guy just educated me for half an hour on records. And like how some are worth like $600. Oh, yeah. And they have definitely have some in there that are expensive. And it's just like, it's because like they only made so many. Yeah, of limited guy. pressing. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And like it literally sounds different than you go. I see. I love the vinyl still thing. Because I feel like that's such a forgotten art. Random stat: last year, vinyl for the first time drew in more money than um, digital music, like music online. Because oh, wow. like you can know awesome. you can buy songs for like ninety nine cents or a dollar twenty nine, whatever it is. But yeah, vinyl, uh, they took it and they beat them for the first time since like <laughs> I mean ever since digital music was you. a thing. I just picture Preston celebrating that. Like how most people are celebrating the World Cup right now. Preston read that stat. He said, yes, we did it. Vinyl did it. That's amazing. That started on music. I know. It's your thing. I know. Even movies and stuff. Like I won't buy a fire stick. Like I really like, like with just art and music and everything, I I get like what goes into it and I'm not going to take the cheap route. You're not going to stream. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like one thing I pride myself on. I'll take shortcuts anywhere You're the else, only but. person in the valley that does that. Yeah, for real, though. That's just what it is right now. I mean, at least there's a way to pay for it now. There's a doing. fine line. I, I do there try is. to do like the 80-20 rule, you know. like I think that's a healthy healthy ratio. Well, like right in middle there. school, I had LimeWire. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, LimeWire is as common as puberty. Everyone goes through it. Get all the viruses and my parents get mad at me. <laughs> to write a passage. Um, in regards to your, you guys touched on workshops. I feel like that's kind of something that I really just want to bring to fruition just because it's education to me is just like, oh, it's only at a school. But you guys are teaching other stuff that's not taught in schools. And so it's art, essentially. Um, what are the kind of workshops that you guys have? And how do you how do you get those people? How do you discover those people? How do you know that that's something people want to learn? So the workshops really goes back to sort of um – our general or our original idea of really wanting to be a creative hub. You know, we never saw ourselves as just retail people. We are designers and creative and artists ourselves. So um, with doing the workshops, um, it's one of those things that we like to do them because it helps get other people to use their hands, be creative, possibly find a new hobby, possibly find a new passion and then even be able to take that passion into a creative career path. Um, Similar like to what we have done, you know? Um, So by offering workshops like macrame or indigo dyeing or stained glass or um, wreath making, gosh, I'm just trying to think of a bunch of... Yeah, calligraphy, hand lettering, leather working. um, There's just a few we've kind of done over the years. But um, through that, we have seen people who have then taken that and started their own businesses off Mm -hmm. of it. And for us, it's really just about sharing the knowledge and um, just helping to promote being creative and making things with your hand because we also feel like in a general sense, we're helping educate people about the products that we sell um, because the products that we sell are, you know, 99.9% handcrafted artisan goods. So by teaching someone or, or giving someone the opportunity to make that from start to finish as well, 
it then helps educate them on why that piece costs the amount that it does. Because you may see something in our shop and be like, oh my gosh, this is like $60 or whatever. But it's like until you've made that piece from start to finish and you see how much work, Uh time, labor, um, like how much time it takes to actually like perfect your craft. You know, you make your first stained glass and it, you know, has tons of errors and bumps and this and that. But when you see the one that we sell in the shop and how perfect it is, like it took her a long time to perfect her craft. So it's really about educating people so they then understand the value of the goods that we sell um, and appreciate the craft more and realize that buying something that's handmade, um, the money is going to a small independent person. It's not going to big business. It's keeping it local. And that it's also going to last a lot longer. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, but most of the time, we, we are aware that our products cost more than maybe something you could find similar, you know, in a, a fast fashion store, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, we can tell you who the designer is, you exactly. know. We know that she made it in her studio garage, and it took her five hours to make, and that's why it comes with a higher price point. So that's another reason that we really love to show workshops or do workshops because we feel like it just helps show people like, oh, wow, like I had no idea this is all that goes into making this. See, and then I it gives you that. a bigger appreciation. Yeah, that's unheard of. Nobody does that. Because if big fast fashion, you called it, if they were to do that, we'd be sitting in on like child labor because that's how yeah. we find out where it came from. Yeah. And so then you just be spectating on some illegal stuff. And I mean, I get it. Like we all like... We shop it too, you know, but there's certain things or when you're really trying to find or buy something, a nice gift or, or once again, you know, if you can find some sort of a general percentage, you know, try to buy as much of this. Just um, one thing that we kind of discovered when we were doing our business plan and talking about opening a shop and what kind of store we wanted to be, we knew that we wanted to have conscious consumers, which is basically having consumers who actually care about where their products are made, where they came from, and where the money is going back to. It's not just buying for the heck of buying. And someone who actually appreciates and through the workshops were able to educate people more on that aspect. What kind of hand do you guys have in your designing of every single thing in your store? Is it all, you know, you're just promoting other people besides yourself? Are there certain things where you guys get to collab together on something and actually produce stuff and get it out there? Some, both, because... I mean, a lot of it is we're trying to to give a lot of local artists or independent artists like a platform to sell their goods. Um, and we obviously we want them to like excel and open more store, you know, sell their stuff at more stores. Um, so if if they do start doing that, then we try to go back and work with them and and do something maybe a little more exclusive for our store, uh, like perfumes or something. For instance, you know a girl could be selling to a few different stores around the Fresno area, but we worked with her on a certain scent that is only available in our store oh, to be exclusive. Um, yeah. Or if somebody brings, like we recently worked with a ceramic artist, um, you know, we love their style and their stuff is great. And you can tell that they're, you know, true craftsmen, but maybe I'm looking to see it in a different color. I feel like would fit better within our store So I'll work with them on doing custom colors or if there's something I have in mind that no one locally has made, but I would love to have it made locally because we try to focus on that. Um, We, you know, we'll work and like create some custom stuff for the shop that exclusively is then sold through us. 
Yeah. Um, and then as far as like our own personal design goes, as far as like t-shirts and tote bags and, you know, pennants or whatever we make, it's really just a collab between the both of us. Sometimes he has an idea. Sometimes I have one. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we both kind of have our roles in that part of collabing and designing together to get us to the end product. If the opportunity ever arose, would you guys expand to another location? No. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we always say no. <laughs> so quickly. I just, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know where we would go. I yeah. don't see a second route being needed in the Central Valley. Yeah. I think well, that's... Central Valley, but... Well, I just mean in this... But I just... An area... I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, like, okay, so I get it. specific like, to Fresno, though. Like, it makes sense. Which, and like, we weren't even meant to be that specific to Fresno. It's basically we made like a Fresno shirt or two, and then that just became people like what everybody... Yeah, yeah, that just became what people wanted. And I think it's because we were promoting Fresno and designing Fresno shirts in a different style that's more our own, that's not, I don't know, maybe I could use the word in a more stylish sense. Um, yeah. But so they became really popular. And from there, we were like, okay, well, <laughs> sure, we'll make another one or two or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, we definitely try to not do only Fresno stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we'll literally try we to be like, okay, shirt. we need. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean. I thought that was the greatest oh, idea I've ever had. I remember I when I saw that thing. I, I got the opportunity to see it as just when it was an idea. Yeah. And there was the debate. Is this is this going to be taken like wrongly? Is it going to be positive? And I was like, honestly, it depends who's going to be looking at it. Exactly. Because okay. some yeah. are going to be like, oh, hell yeah, this is so relatable. And the other ones are like, what's he doing here? Like, oh, that's funny. And it's right. like, this is what we need. We need the thing that can be interpreted by whoever wants. The one with the horse's ass Yeah. On it. <laughs> I, it's a heart. It's yeah. a heart. <laughs> the thing is, I'm Because from- we do love Clovis. I mean, we're yeah. from Clovis, you know. Yeah. Oh, like, don't get us wrong. We're not just all pro. But it's so so. <laughs> I I grew up in Bakersfield. I mean, you live in Bakersfield. You live in Bakersfield. But when uh, that was pretty heavy, dude. I know. Right? That was a good well, statement. It, it'll make sense as I go along. But we'd play teams here, like for like I played a lot of sports. So, you, but you play like Fresno schools and Clovis schools, and we didn't understand. Like we were going to the same place, and it wasn't until I moved here that I realized. No, there's a divide, and people care about this divide. Oh yeah, like I'm like because anytime we'd go to like oh we're gonna play Clovis West, like oh so you go going to Fresno, yeah. But then when I moved here, I'm like no, there's a difference, and I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And it's just Fresno and Clovis is very far away, according to most people. (laughs) Oh yeah, we've talked about it before on here too. If you're like ten minutes to get to Clovis, if you're from (laughs) Fresno, like it doesn't phase you. But if you're from Clovis. And you have to go across Willow, like oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's we, just, we shipped a few orders out to Clovis this week. Oh, really? That oh, probably no, cost no. you a lot of money extra in shipping, huh? It cost them more money than it was worth. <laughs> let me tell you, I, I, it's funny. It always blows our mind, but we're like, okay, whatever. And we love all you Clovinians. I'm a Clovinian, <laughs> technically. We're so. literally recording. I mean, we're Clovis literally right in now. Clovis right now. Yeah, that's. The, I want that to be known. <laughs> no, um, we love Clovis. <laughs> um, I. Speaking of like the online shop, how long has that been a thing? Because I feel like that's a one week. One that's yeah. okay. So it is that young. Yeah. Just because I feel like you guys are kind of more the tangible approach to shopping, to where like you want them to be able to feel it. So um, I feel like there had to be a point where you're like, okay, let's do this. Like we need an online shop, or was it something that was always in the works? It was always in the works. Um, 
It was always talked about. It was always talked. <laughs> yeah. It was always a plan, and just finally, just need well, to execute let's it. Let's do, do it. So yeah, we just just felt like we needed to do it. Um, I mean, the main thing that we get asked for to ship are our shirts and tote bags, uh, like our general like Fresno mm-hmm. goods that we design. So. We're like, okay, I mean, it's a very minimal website at this point. It literally has the t-shirts and totes on it, but yeah. that's what we get asked for. So it kind of just, it was time we threw it up there, you know. Like we were talking so about far. earlier, like a lot of people leave Fresno, so, but they still have a love for it. So we yeah. ship a lot to out of state. Oh, like people okay. like, oh, I'm from Fresno. I love your shirt. I want to represent in, in Washington or something like that. So that makes sense. And okay. it was always through like, you know, Instagram, <laughs> like a, a message kind of thing. Like, okay. Like, We'll PayPal you or yeah. invoice, blah, blah, blah. So that was a push. Like, we need to make it easier for us. Just, just, let's just do this. So, okay, that makes sense in the Clovis comment. Because I was like, you're probably thinking, why don't you just come to the yeah, store? So and so you're shipping to out of state. And that makes sense to me yeah, why you would yeah. want to design it. Okay, it's like it's coming full circle now. Sometimes. Okay. But I will tell you that so far the orders that we've had have been mainly That's local. crazy to <laughs> me. Because it's uh, just... It's, I mean... We've discussed on it before. Know. There's, for some reason, a... Hesitant, is hesitancy a word? There's hesitant aspect to people wanting to venture yeah. to your guys' area of town. And for me, it's kind of like a treat. I freaking love it. I, I feel like I'm like, it's I'm like a life dessert. Like, obviously, dessert is something you eat. So, this is a dessert that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I, when you get to go down there, and especially now that Fulton's open, that's so cool to be able to experience that to drive down a street that you used to only be able to walk on. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, do you guys understand or have an idea of why there's that? Um, and we've asked people before why there's that mindset towards it. I mean, yeah, for sure, because of maybe what it has been in the past. Um, I think the valley in general, you know, maybe specifically speaking, like Clovis and Fresno, we're so used to having everything like two minutes away from us. I mean, yeah. there's a CVS on every freaking corner. There's a Save Mart, a this or that. Whatever it is, like, you don't have to go far from your home to get everything that you need. So living in L.A. for as long as we did, I mean, I had to drive two hours sometimes Mm -hmm. to go see one of my friends. And that's not because of the mileage. That's because of the traffic. Yeah, Yeah. that's real. So, like, you know, when people talk talk about traffic here, Kirk and I are like, oh, good one. (laughs) We've seen it once or twice. We're like, oh, I think that's that Fresno traffic people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know we're through it now. We already went through it. So um, I think the reason that, I I mean, one, people think it's far away, which it's clearly not. We're directly off the freeway. It's not going to take you more than 10 minutes to get to us. Pretty much no matter where you're coming from. We're so close to being off the freeway. Um, But, you know, it has a stigma behind it just about how it used to be this and that. But if you're really like if you're open to change and you're like wanting to experience cool, new, good stuff, like it's right there waiting for you. And architecture, artwork. Yeah. I mean, that was one of our biggest things. Why we won't go anywhere else is like, you can't get our storefront anywhere else in town. So like sick. I, it's so the first beautiful. Thing I noticed yesterday. When yeah. I, in. I mean, it's, you know, 1928, yeah. I believe historic Warner's theater. Um, like, I'm sorry. Like that looks a lot better than a beige stucco building. <laughs> yes. That's so real though. Anywhere else in town pretty yeah. much. So um, for us, that's definitely was our biggest draw about being in downtown. And um, I think that's also what I mean, obviously, there's many reasons why we do the workshops, but that was a big one, too. Just another reason to like draw people downtown. We do pop up dinners, just 
we've kind of just learned like okay we are downtown and we have to do as much as we can to like draw people down here so yeah i feel unfortunately. like yeah it's like this journey and like <laughs> we talked to so many people that their current businesses are downtown yeah, and it's like we're all rallying together and it's like um what do you guys see like in the future um like what are your guys' hopes i guess and aspirations for downtown fresno like are you guys wanting it to be like a hub almost like like when you guys were in la like it had that creativity to it and it's where everybody wanted to be like and i i mean i think that the three years that we've been back in fresno it's it's definitely changed a lot and i could we i mean just with art hops alone it's yeah. just every month seems to be busier and busier new faces so it, it's going in the right direction i mean it, it's still you know people always say like oh okay the the mall's out, the street's open, like, what's going on, Fresno? Like, why haven't you revitalized? But it's, it's going to take a long time. It's, oh, yeah. it's yeah. not just going to happen overnight. And, um, you know, a lot of the buildings are older buildings. They need to be fixed up. And just, it takes a risk, you know, for someone to go down there. It, it's definitely, when we were moving back and telling our families, like, we're going to open up a store in downtown, they're just like, what the fuck? Kind of yeah, like, yeah, what are you getting <laughs> You know, yeah, like who's we had a high school girl tell us yeah. at the store that she she's like, you know, if if you guys were in River Park, you'd probably get a lot more oh, customers. I was like, oh, gosh. thank you. I bet you guys have gotten so many people that try and give you one advice on business advice or two product advice. Like, oh, have you ever thought about doing this? Sounds like Clovis people to me. <laughs> a lot, and then or people just come in and just be like, what is this place? Is this always here? Is this just like a pop up? Like, now our don't... favorite is: is anything in here for sale? Oh God. <laughs> What? The sale rack. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're like this anomaly. Like no one's ever seen oh, a yeah. store like it's... this before. And of course they have. I mean, they're everywhere else. Yeah. And that's the main thing people say like, oh, this reminds me of my favorite store in Santa Cruz or oh, my favorite shop in LA or San Francisco or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I think for us it's like, why can't we have nice things? Like Fresno yeah. can have nice things. Deserve like Deserve nice things. We do. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we have a... a handful of beautiful amazing restaurants and cool coffee shops and things popping up and it's i think it's an aesthetic thing um the aesthetic is changing here and i Mm -hmm. think we've been stuck in a certain just like that's what's normal so you're used to it um but i think once people those who are willing to elevate their aesthetic um people are like pleasantly surprised but i don't know why they're surprised it's like it's (laughs) It's just because it's here finally, I guess. And people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, like what? And it's like, I mean, why can't we have nice things, you know? So that's how we feel. It's like just because we're in Fresno, like we love Fresno. So we obviously promote it a lot. But um, we just see so much potential here and the potential yeah. in downtown. And going back to your question about like what we picture it, like we picture it a street that's lined with cool shops, coffee shops, mm-hmm. bookstores. Frick, we always say, if only there was a bowling alley, you know? That's like, it, that is one thing. Bars, it's not down there. restaurants, yeah. um, you know? Like, why can't it be, like, you know, a little San Luis Obispo? Like, we would love to have a market night. Like, we always say, like, ah, oh, if we only had, like, yeah. a Thursday night market night. Like, obviously, we're a ways from that, but it's possible, and we see it going in that direction. But people just have to be patient, and really, stuff doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I mean, when I first moved to L.A., I mean, my school was in downtown, and it was a ghost town. I mean, there wasn't... I literally ate lunch at the taco shop in the gas station across the street from Fitham. Yeah. These days, cut... You know, that was 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. Cut to 
2018, there's Staples like... Staples Center wasn't what it was. Yeah, there's a Whole yeah. Foods yeah. across the there. street. Like, everything. Like, it has blown up. And it's like... I don't know if people think that downtown LA was always like that, but that is a huge difference in just the past mm. 14 years. So it's like, why can't we also have that? You know, like yeah. we see it coming, but it's just like. That's what I think it is. I think people are, it's, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but people like are now saying you don't have to move away to get that experience. Like after high school, like it's, it's coming and people forget that Fresno has half a million people living in it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it, I feel like it's the right, I don't know what it is, like what age group it is right now. Maybe it's some of us boomerang, some of us not. But I think, I definitely think that social media, I think uh, the website, or <laughs> I was going to say something really lame, like the World Wide Web. <laughs> I wish you would have. The internet. Back in 2000 Has given people, instead of having to move away to see new things, this or that, you can yeah. now see it. So it's like there's more options as but far as I think it as, is like, a generation thing too. Like a lot of younger people are the ones really pushing for downtown that were for like opening up Fulton Mall where a lot of the older generations were like, do you know what there. happens down there? I'm Are you like, sure? Well, it was just like they they wanted to keep the Fulton Mall because that was history, and there was artwork down there, and blah blah blah. But yeah. I think those <laughs> same people come down now, and they're like, oh shit, like they did a good job with it. All the artwork <laughs> yeah. is still here, and they cleaned it up a little bit. And it actually, I mean, looks it's hard nice. for me to say that you can't look at it and think that it's better. Which some people are a hundred percent going to disagree with that. But mm. for me to see to be able to walk down Fulton and see water and all the fountains, um, you know more people out and about like more businesses being patronized because they can pop and you know pop in real quickly park right in front like yeah our first store was on Fulton Mall and just i mean we we're just <clears throat> we literally moved like a half a block north on Fulton still but the amount of like people and demographic that we didn't get on the Fulton Mall that we get now being on, street, on Fulton yeah. is it was crazy how many people like just literally wouldn't walk on the Fulton Mall because it was dark or it was scary, but yet they want to protect it and like keep it there. <laughs> well, which one do you want? Right. Um, wait, you touched on social media real quick. Do you feel like that's had a huge impact on your business? Yes, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> that's the only marketing really that we do. We've like touched in some other stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's free marketing. It's everybody's on it. Everybody's doing it. I mean, it's I think that that's really where we've grown our audience. Um, sometimes I look at the statistics of like new people that have joined or this or that. And I'm just like, oh, really? That many people are like looked at our profile? Like, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, where are they at? Where are the customers at? I just <laughs> Come looked on it down. Up. You guys have 7000 <laughs> followers, which is to me, like if you get over at least here in Fresno, if you get over like that 5K. Dude, I'd, yeah, I'd be over 1K, honestly. <laughs> We're trying to get that. That's our yeah. goal. <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, follower that 1,000. Yeah, and I would say that definitely those last couple thousand have been within the past even year, you know? Like, it's was gradually growing, but now it grows. It's so much more rapid, the yeah. way, how quickly the number climbs. Um, and, you know, the number's a number. Like, honestly, I don't really look at it, but I am appreciative that we have this platform to use yeah. and it's a way for us to express ourselves, promote us as creatives, promote others as creatives. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we love using it to promote all the other people in our community that we have the pleasure of working with, collabing with, meeting. Yeah. Is that the only outlet to find out about the workshops? If someone was interested or kind of just you got to get in there and check it out. Yeah, Facebook as well. We don't currently have workshops up on the website, but um, Instagram and Facebook, we have okay. we have um, events page or an events page on both of those. So besides workshops, that's also where we will post um, when we have pop-ups. We also, coming up in like two weeks, we do um, these vegan pop-up dinners Mm -hmm. with um, some friends of ours, Eat Figs, Not Pigs. Yeah. And we're coming up on, I think our like fifth one, I think it's their like seventh or eighth, but um, that's coming up in two weeks. So we, uh, you know, link to tickets are available also on both of those platforms, Instagram or Facebook. That's pretty much where you can find out anything that we have going on that we're like promoting or whatnot. Do you have a moment where you can kind of pinpoint like a, I don't want to call it a proud moment, but a kind of like moment where you draw from me like, oh yeah, this is why we're doing this. Where, you know, maybe it was an experience with a customer. Maybe it was, or actually, you know, it's something even better. What do you guys do when you see your, your stuff out when you're out and about? I'm going to say, I'm curious to hear Kirk's opinion. Let's each say one. Okay. I want to know what you would <laughs> say. moment? Or like where you feel like, oh yeah, this is cool. So, this is why we're doing it or something. Yeah. I mean, it is fun to see. It, it's cool to see like the shirts and designs out there and stuff. Um, I love it. Sometimes I feel like it's awkward, though. Do you go <laughs> talk to them? I, 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 I mean, I normally somebody, say, like, cute shirt. Like, hey, hey. Like, I, I like your played shirt. a role in that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, you know, you know, as, bit, as large as Fresno is, it's also small in the community yeah, that no, we're in. So, you know, obviously, I recognize people. I'm sure people recognize us. So, you know, I feel like to not say something is rude. Yeah. I feel like I should be like... Cool shirt, man. Like, thanks for the support. Like, it is cool to see yeah. it out, you know? But also, at the same time, we're like, oh, shit. Like, we need we need some new designs. Like, oh, <laughs> did, that's another like, perspective. Did we print too many of that one? Like, <laughs> That's the balance, that's a, though. It is, yeah. We, we really, like, need to focus on some new stuff because... Okay. No, you guys are good. <laughs> Have your meeting here. Let's let's come yeah. up with some stuff. Oh no, gosh, I'll go no, get the that's notepad. the last. Oh, like you said, when people say you should make this, Ramon and, and I like, can uh-huh. come with some ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, I feel like one of our funnest moments, or like when I felt like it was really yeah. cool. I mean, art hops definitely do it. You know, when you yeah. see like a ton of people out and like the sales reflect how many people were in there, and you're like, oh dang, okay, like. We can do this. We can, yeah. like, you know, like, it's cool. Um, but I feel like when we had our uh, one-year anniversary, the this, this store opening at the new location was our also our one-year anniversary of even being a business, mm-hmm. which uh, we have our third year coming up yeah, in November, which is... Yeah, we had it was when the street was still closed. Uh, well, the street in front of us was kind of open, but it was closed because they were working the on Fulton. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> we had this local band, some friends of ours called Sagey Play, mm. and literally at eleven in the middle of the street. Yeah, at eleven in the street, just kind of like did it. We didn't like yep. get permits. Yeah. Yes, Hell of yeah. course. Hell yeah! And it was just like this huge crowd of just like everybody like dancing and like having so much fun. And like next thing you know, like sixteen cop cars roll yes. up and like come tromping down the sidewalk like all lined up because they have just, nothing else to and do and there's like yeah a yeah. helicopter with the lights and we're just <laughs> what's like, going on down here yeah, yeah and we're like oh my god what's happening but we're like this is kind of cool that's it's memorable fun. right there <laughs> yeah. we'll talk yeah. about that we're like we're doing stuff yeah 
Sticking whatever. it to the man. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> we kind of think downtown is a little bit, we love to call it like the wild, wild west. Uh-huh. It is. Which, you know, is something that will change. You know, be careful what you ask for as much as we want it to, you know, excel and be super populated and like businesses and so much yeah. for people to do. We also, you know, we secretly love it how it is too because you kind of get to just do whatever you want. Yeah, honestly, that's the point it's at. <laughs> I want to touch on the opposite spectrum of that. Was there ever a time, and I just love going here because people that want to start their own business, I feel like it's a good thing to touch on, but was there ever a part where you guys, I mean, I don't like to use the word like rock bottom, but like, just like, damn, this is hard. What did we get ourselves into? Like, can you guys ever pinpoint like, or maybe like some night that you're up till 2 a.m. in the morning, like, why the hell am I doing this? It's been nothing but love. I think yeah. we do that a lot. That's I mean, we always. do. We do. <laughs> yes, and we take day. on a lot. I think of projects, um, just in house, and then working with other people, and then just putting on events. I think that was one thing that we really like decided that we need to take a step back because we were trying to put on too many events. We're like, we feel like event planners more than like shop owners. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> no, I mean it's tough. Like we we've, we've always somewhat been employed and self employed, and um, I think now just fully both of us now banking off of like one paycheck uh doesn't feel rock bottom but it's definitely not as easy as it has its ebbs and flows but it's fun i mean you know whatever we put in you know you think that we get back it's part of the gig yeah. yeah it really is it's part of it and you know yeah we definitely go up and down where we're like oh man this is too much or we need more of this or less of that and but at the end of the day, we both look at each other in those moments and we're like, what the hell else would we be doing? Yes. Like, we just don't have another option. And Appreciate neither it. of us can even fathom another option, you know? Yeah. So when we when we say that, we're like, okay, just keep working. Just keep working. Just do what you're doing. Work harder. Like, whatever it is, like, it's going to surpass. And then you'll have, like, an amazing week the next week, you know? And then you feel mm-hmm. energized again. And you feel like, okay, we're doing it, you know? But it's always going to be like that. I mean, owning your own business is, this just comes with the territory, you know? So, you know, I guess I would say just keep going yeah. <laughs> to anyone that's like, I mean, unless you have an exit plan, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I feel like just so many people that are wanting to open their own business, they only see the positives, but they don't get to see like the, oh shit moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And like the financial side, you guys said that you wrote a business plan. A lot of people don't even know what a business plan is and what all the work that goes into it. And yeah, that was the biggest like term paper kind of thing that I've ever written in my life. (laughs) Yeah, that was, and that wasn't expected. We probably wouldn't have done it, but the only reason we did it, because when we moved back, uh, the downtown Fresno partnership was putting on, they call it the create here business plan mm. competition. So it was basically trying to draw new businesses to either move downtown or, or start a new business in downtown. And there was like a hundred thousand dollars worth of like prizes to be won. And so a friend told us about it. And so that was literally the summer we moved like here. a week after we moved here and Kirk yeah, and we I just saw like it as this camping sign. in Yosemite <laughs> the whole summer. And we were like locked ourselves inside to like, write a business plan for three months and then it was, it was very beneficial. I mean, I, yeah. I'd never want to write one again, but <laughs> I think for yeah. anyone trying to start their own business, it definitely 
it's definitely helpful just because the amount of money that like startup money that we th- like, oh shit, we're going to need a hundred thousand dollars. And then yeah. in reality, when you start kind of putting it all together, you know, you realize that the, the true number is, is much more feasible than. Yeah. Well, people that, like don't realize like when you like plan or like you want to invest, like you have to like include like your own salary and that, like yeah. how are you going to pay your bills, you know? Yeah. Um, but so being like business owners, uh, I feel like like when I walked in, you guys were the first people I saw. So for people to get to know the more personal side of you, I have some questions for you guys. I love these. I feel like you've been very transparent so far. <laughs> we are pretty transparent. If you hang around Root very often, yeah, you, yeah, you get the whole story. You'll see a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the real dessert. That's the treat right there. I'm like, call our real friends. They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so like when you guys aren't in the store and you can go wherever you want for fun, where do you guys go? Um, To be honest, like I would say if we really have time to do stuff, like we really enjoy camping, mm-hmm. um, which we don't really have that much free time at all. But um, as far as locally, like if we're not at the store, we're typically in our backyard. Um. <clears throat> We're obviously inside so much at the shop, but our backyard is sort of like our sanctuary. Like, we love it. We have lots of plants. Cool. We have our soaking tub, a.k.a. galvanized couch trough. <laughs> if you don't have one, don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Do some research. Do yourself a Change favor. your life. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and give you one. Um, <laughs> our first advertisement right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everybody knows. We're typically hanging out, chilling. Like, we're pretty mellow in general. Yeah, but we're pretty um, much homebodies. I mean, if we're not, we're at the shop. I mean, we normally shop. have friends around. Like, yeah. I mean, we're social. We like to hang with friends. Cool. We like to barbecue, do that kind of jam. Like, but yeah, that's about it. Snuggling our Sunny Boy. Is that the name of the dog? I was going to ask. Dog. That is Sunny Boy. That's yeah. the 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 dog. I'm, I'm trying to emphasize the fact that this guy is, plays a heavy, our heavy role. Employee yeah. of the year. Every year. <laughs> Don't limit it to one year. Yeah, yeah. If so you ever we've walk had Sunny in, like mm, two years, a little over two years now. Yeah, we found him running up and down the Fulton Mall. No, that's Hell how. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody <laughs> brought him into our first shop when we were next to Peeves on the mall when we were open there. Um, one day he was like there's a beagle running down the mall and i was like well if you can get him and bring him in we'll try to find his owner and that's well, it that's history with that <laughs> i just can't even imagine a beagle running though those guys just chill and especially him he's, that's just that he relaxes me as soon as i walk through those doors he's just hanging out I'm like you're right there's nothing to worry about buddy thanks i know sometimes I i'm like it. is he happy and relaxed or is he just literally bored out of his yeah, mind yeah which one is it you're like i wish you could tell us but I think then it's i don't a combo uh, that's who the dog is okay in case you're wondering it's not a stray guys he is the employee. He's on payroll. Oh, no. Sunny is literally more famous. Like, yeah. He's like. What's uh, What's one thing from L.A. you wish that we had here as a city? Obviously, you know, there's those things you don't like, like traffic. Yeah, we don't miss the traffic. No. I think we enough. miss the food, maybe. The food oh, options food. as far as L.A. I think a big concern was ours was like maybe music as well. But I think we found... There's a lot of live music in, in Fresno, especially downtown. Yeah. yeah. So that's easy. Um, but I think the food. Korean so barbecue. And of course, our friends. Oh, Shout yeah. out, peeps. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All peeps. That's your name. <laughs> All of you are our peeps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just like, I mean, obviously we have a ton of food here, but maybe just more food options. Um, 
that aren't chain restaurants. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to hate. I do love me a good chain restaurant every once in a while. Yeah. But, you know. You need you need versatility. You need that stuff that you know was cooked in a it was founded in a kitchen. Yeah, which we definitely have. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's a couple little things we kind of miss. Is there anything you want the world to know about you guys? Um, What do you got coming up? What are you? You know, I don't even know. (laughs) Root general. Okay, first of all, it's root underscore general. I was going to say. So maybe the first thing I would say I would like the world to know that our store's name is Root. Not, not roots. roots. Oh, <laughs> oh or not root general. <laughs> we we kind of became known as root general, which is okay. Which I understand because that's obviously yeah. our Instagram. But oh. we are root a general store. <laughs> I just think I am root off that right but there. But everybody calls us root general, or they call us roots. But or we're like, root. it's I've, just. I've never root. heard the s part before. That's funny. I never realized, I guess, how hard it is for people to just say the word root. I think it's, <laughs> you're it challenging makes, society. I makes, feel like maybe it doesn't flow exactly off the tongue, but yeah. you think so. It's four letters, but <laughs> obviously, you know, that's an issue. Whenever I first heard of you guys, it was root. So if that makes you feel better, awesome. oh, appreciate that. So, <laughs> well, you heard it here, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, besides that, um, at the end of the month, we have three workshops coming up and that vegan pop up dinner. Um, so, yeah, if people are interested in participating in any of the creative stuff that we have going on and unique stuff that we try to offer, I would say, yeah, hit up our Facebook or Instagram and check out the events that are coming up. And, yeah. yeah. And all you people that are listening, I know you have the option of ordering online, but <laughs> if you live in We're Fresno, off Clovis, the yeah. <laughs> you can order online, but you have to come pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make the drive. Right it is totally worth it. Like the vibes that are going on here and just these awesome people that are sitting right in front of us, it is worth that 10 or 15 minute drive that you have to make. So definitely go down and then also just check out downtown in general. I'd say like while you're there, go make another stop somewhere else. Um, it's totally worth it. So support your downtown Fresno. Um, also, we try. I want it to be known we try to get Sunny on here, uh, but he was booked out for the rest of the year. So <laughs> we had to settle podcast. for these two. Oh, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it'll do. I guess maybe Next someday time. we'll get Sunny. Yeah. Since it's radio, Sunny yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you guys have an on. opening, you yeah, can just have Sunny on. Okay, cool, cool. It'll yeah. be a live live feed. <laughs> yeah. Root will sponsor that episode, and then we'll have Sunny on. Yeah, there we go. We <laughs> sure will. We will. Um, anyway, though, thank you guys seriously. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks um, for having us. And yeah. Preston, if you want to lead it out with your quote. I always like to tell people, <laughs> just be kind to one another. Be nice to each other. Uh, we love all of you. Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. And if you're listening while driving and someone just cut you off, remember what Preston said. Just give him the peace sign. Give him the peace sign. Whatever that may be to you. I love you, man. I love you too, but I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe.